Welcome, everybody, Yankee Chronicles Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm here with Evan and Donald. And before we get started, we just want to ask you to check out statementgames.com. You can find a unique experience for all your fantasy sports. Also, check out dotcottonsbaseball.org. We can learn all about the founder of the game. And one of the things we want to discuss today is Jason Dominguez. Um, Evan, do you think that we need to slow the hype down to prevent having the second coming of Gary Sanchez, where it's all hype and no delivery? Yeah, of course. I think that it's fans want to compare things because, you know, we we're so deeply invested in this and we can't wait to get the next guy that's going to match those comparisons. But the problem is the younger you do that to a player when, you know, Jason, we got when he was 16, same with Gary Sanchez. At that age, you're not properly developed. So that amount of praise can make you arrogant. It can, it can weaken you. It can do a bunch of things. So we're sitting here as fans going, oh, yeah, he looks like he's going to be Mickey Mantle or he looks like he's going to be the next Mike Trout. Well, if he comes up and doesn't live up to those expectations, those fans are now going to go, oh, he fucking sucks. He's the worst. Get rid of him. Why did we wait no. so long? We could have traded him when he was a top prospect and all these comparisons were coming out. Well, these comparisons are coming out because we feel the need to do that. And I think it's wrong. I think it's not fair. I think that what I like to do with the player, if you're forced into that comparison, then I will pick the weakest comparison that I can find that's still a good one. So for me, if Jason becomes a healthy Aaron Hicks, we're fine. Okay, those should be the expectations or Tory Hunter at the least. But stop praising him up that he's going to be a Hall of Famer before he even turned 18. Yep. Donald, what's your opinion on it? Yeah, very similar. Um, and, and even if you look at all pro sports in general, same thing, um, baseball especially. Um, when you immediately compare them before they, they've accomplished really anything uh, at the big league level, um, you immediately anoint them as the next Mike Trout, whatever. Um, you give them unfair expectations. They're able to really fully develop. I mean, um, every player has to go through difficult times when they when they when they go up to the big leagues. They don't immediately start hitting 400. You know, they have some. They 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 have to work some things out. And uh, when you immediately say that you're a hall of famer it really comes down to your mentality if you got the right mentality and you can just focus and you can deal with the ups and downs because baseball is all about failure and if you can come to terms with that at an early age then you're going to be okay but you have to have a level head um and not all players are like that because remember when uh, Derek Jeter um first came up uh you know when he when he I think he was in the minor league left he was really he was struggling defensively. He was giving up a lot of errors, right? And he had the Hall of Fame uh, uh, yeah. level anointed to him already. But Jira was very, very cool, very collected, very hardworking, and it didn't affect him up and down. But he did have some struggles. He had some struggles, and he had to work through it before he joined the big leagues, you know? So, uh, and then, of course, he, he reached that potential because he is Derek Jeter. But not a lot of all prospects have... Derek Jeter's mentality as you can oh. see with Gary Sanchez you know Sanchez isn't the type of player that, that, that Jeter was and uh, you can see that he struggled recently with a lot of expectations that are on him especially in the big New York market you've got hundreds of media all over you and if you're already anointed as the next 
Mike Trout, you've got the kind of expectations and every single at-bat is going to be magnified. So um, pump the brakes on these guys. Give them a yeah. break. I, I don't want Dominguez to be the next uh, Mickey Mantle. I want Dominguez to be the next Dominguez. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because what is you're, you're taking these players out of their own lane and you're putting yeah. them in somebody else's lane. Yeah. That doesn't it doesn't work that way. You know, Sanchez was built up to be Johnny Bench. You know, and right. that's it's so unrealistic. Because you're comparing them to players that were on their own plateau. They're on their own level. There's no way that we could expect uh, Jason to be a Mike Trout or Mickey Mantle. Because Mickey Mantle and Mike Trout are already in that lane. You can't compare it. You can't compare them. It's very unhealthy. No, and by comparing them like that, it takes away the human factor of all these players. Yeah. You know, we don't know what's going on in their personal life. We see them as entertainment, but it's unscripted entertainment. So they have plenty of issues. I mean, we've we've seen how many times that um, a personal issue has affected their career. We've seen it many times. Look at Jose Fernandez, uh, for example. Yeah. He basically committed suicide because he had an issue with his, you know, fiance who he was having a baby with. And he went out and, and got hammered and crashed his boat. And it's really tragic. Two of his friends died that day. But we as fans, we never even thought for a second that he had those issues because we don't see that side of it. We see yeah. what the TV is showing us. We see what the media is telling us. So until those things come out, we're reacting to a clean slate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And. The other problem is, like, they had this video of, of Dominguez up uh, on, it was on Twitter uh, yesterday or the day before, where he's hooked up to all these probes. He, he looked like he was, in, you know, in the doctor's office, not the batting cage. You know, like, just let him, you know, I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't know what the purpose of that is. But... You don't need to attach all this science based. Yeah, the, uh, I believe what they were doing is they were testing how fast his bat speed is, you know, yeah. mechanics, stuff like 16, that. 16, 17 years old. Who cares? That's how you work out all the eggs gen things and the analytics and things like that. It's ridiculous. He's 18 now, but I, I agree to a point. But if you're trying to develop this player, you need to figure those things out when they're young. Yeah, that's I don't have an issue with it. I, I think that's really? just the I have no office. issue with it at all. It's like with, with the pitcher, for example, you can build really bad pitching form by the time you're young if they don't show you the mechanics that you have to get when you're older. However, you shouldn't be teaching a 12, 13-year-old how to throw a nasty curveball because their body's not developed yet to be able to do that. With batting, it's very different because the stance is the same from birth to yeah. age 50. It, that's, it's a little different. So coming up with his mechanics for that, it's pretty important to register because if he's swinging you know, too hard or too fast, those machines are going to let the team know, okay, you're off by this amount here, this amount there. Yeah, I think it's important. Right. This is where the modern era helps. First, the, I know, I'm looking, I'm like, developing. they're treating him like a science experiment. I'm like, I know he's not the only player that they do that to. Yeah, well, remember, it's like analytics. That I mean, that's, that's, that's the new age that we're in. I think this is actually an, an area where this is actually helps the players' development. It's, uh, to to me, it's, it's, still, it's very strange to me still. You know, and I'll admit that. 
it's I have a hard time accepting that as the new reality of these athletes. You know, that we we are we joke or you know we have fun with the moniker of, of nicknaming you know DJ the machine, but these they're people, they're not machines. You know, and I that's why they're doing all this because they're humans who are playing a game that has turned into something that's so analytical so they need to find those little things you know to make those adjustments now for me i like i don't like the over analytical stance however i do like the fact that the the healthcare systems and the machines that they're using to, to establish what these players can do is very important. I feel like that's how you tap into that potential. You know, you show him what he's strong at, what he's weak at, and then you build from there. Um, that's something you couldn't do 20 years ago. Just like 20 years ago, you had to go through a baseball encyclopedia to look up stats and stuff or look yeah. in the newspaper. Whereas now you can be some self-proclaimed expert because you have the Google in the pocket. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll grow on it eventually. It just the, the first image of it, I was like, really, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, I get your point. It looks like it's just too much, and yeah, just let the kid, you know, develop and grow into what he's going to be. Because, like I stated multiple times, uh, most humans don't get the, their adult body until they're, you know above 19 probably i know for me my growth spurt didn't happen until i was 20 i used to be 5 8 in high school and then the second i graduated i now 6 3 and have been 6 3 since age 20 so well, i'm still waiting yeah. for my growth spurt yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and they say they say most human brains especially in males don't develop fully until you're about 25 years old well, if that's the case, we can really see the bridge that Clint Frazier made from his immaturity, yeah, immaturity days to what he is now. He's 25, Excellent 26 point. years old. When he was 23, there was a huge difference in that attitude. Now, real quick, I just want to um, – we talked about with, you know, the expectations of the prospects. The one guy that they did bring up early we were talking about was um, – when they brought him in after the all-star break with uh, Luis Severino, he came in like he was on fire. And do we expect to see that same mentality this time? Or, you know, you think he can get back to that lights out? Yeah. Do you, do you think, you know, Am I wearing it right? What are, what are, what are we expecting from Severino when he comes back? Do you do we think that he's going to be that missing piece? Donald. Oh. Okay. Um, I would say yes, but there's a caveat. I mean, we just have to wait for his health. It's really difficult. Every player is different with their recovery. Um, to, to serious injuries, uh, Tommy John especially. Um, Severino, when he first um, came in, um, usually between uh, the start of the year right through to July, start of August, he would be Cy Young, you know, incredible, minus two ERA, you know what I mean, two, yeah. two ERA or under. 
but then after August in uh, in the postseason, he his arm would always tire out, one hundred percent of the time, and that was an issue that's been flagging up for me even prior to him getting Tommy John surgery. I was always very concerned about his post uh, All Star game uh, performances because it dipped, it dipped, and you know it was always you know we'll, you know we'll, we'll skip him a start. We'll put in a six-man rotation. We'll rest his arm, but it didn't actually make much difference because in the postseason, uh, more or less, the kind of struggle still kind of existed there. Um, so um, I do believe that was a, um, a prelude to his injuries. I think that was, that was probably why he ended up having a Thomas John surgery. So um, long story short, he has all the uh, ability in the world. He's got ace potential. Um, and uh, and he shows it uh, a lot of the time. Usually during the summer months, he's phenomenal. But um, his arm does tire out, and, and that is a concern of mine. So I'd like to see what he's like um, after Tommy John. It's going to take him a little bit of time because he's remember he's not going to be ready when the season starts. He's not going to be ready until mid season at best. Um, so we need to wait and see what happens with that. Um, I, I think your best bet is to look for 2022 to get a better look at where we are with Severino. Yeah. Uh, expectations and goals are two separate things. I think the goal is to win the World Series. So because of that, the expectation cannot be that high. The expectation needs to be that they bring him in to be that fifth starter and they slowly work him in. Because if they rush him, he's not going to get the chance to be in the World Series. And that's the biggest issue. So for me, they need to slow down the brakes and let him know, yes, you're going to pitch this year, but the expectations must be low. Because when you remember a couple of years ago, and I bring this fact up all the time, Greg Bird had surgery in March and they rushed him back for July. Yeah, He wasn't ready. And then because he wasn't ready, they got Voigt and basically said, okay, bye, bye, Bird. That mentally weaks, weakens someone to the point where he's now been on two teams, still in the minor leagues, and he can't figure it out. If we do that to Severino, we have an even bigger issue because his impact on this team is more than anything Bird would ever give us. You know, my, expect, you know, my expectations for Severino, I would say, would be come back when you can. No time limit. You know, I, I don't want to hear you know them say, "Well, he's going to be back on you know June 26th." No, when when he's in the rot, when he's in the uh, the rotation, he's in the rotation. If it's in August, it's in August. Yeah, you know. But I would like to see him back with enough time to be on the postseason roster. He should have an and that's, and that's my expectation. Just and stay off. You know, make sure that you don't end up back on the IL. I agree. I don't, with that. I'm not worried about how many innings he could pitch, how many pitches he throws per game. You know, I just we just need a, a, that solid. We need a solid rotation without people coming going on and off the rotation from the IL. That's not going to help us. No, they really need to handle this right. They they can't fuck this up. Well, the time frame thing is stupid. It makes no sense. Why are you giving us a time frame? Well, the only thing the time frame does is piss us off when the time frame passes and he's not exactly. Here. They, they no judge. You need to tell us right now. Oh, he's judge. Come back when he's healthy. He's going to be on an innings limit, and we're going to try to make sure that he's an integral part of the offseason, postseason. You know, that's it. They made a ton of mistakes. Aaron Judge was one of them. Dance around the issue. Yeah. 
So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to um, use what you know have an episode where we we break down these players that are coming back that were uh, coming back from injury. You know, maybe dive a little deeper into uh, the expectations and what you know and their abilities when they come back. I mean, it, ru- it ruins careers and it ruins expectations of teams. Look at a player like uh, Scooter Jeanette. He was one of the best players uh, defensively a few years ago, and he hasn't played for two years, still can't find a job. Um, and I know most Yankees fans really wanted him bad for a while. So it's, it's, it's interesting because if you go around the league, there's a handful of players in every sport that fall into that category. Look at um, Isaiah Thomas in the NBA. He basically helped almost win the Celtics a championship right after his sister died. He didn't want to play, but he played anyway. Sister dies. Celtics get rid of him that offseason. Didn't even think about bringing him back. And he did everything for that. That sucks. You know, there's so many issues uh, in sports where you forget that these are humans. You know, I I hate that factor. Well, yeah, to, to, to bring it back full circle, let's just hope that, you know, we exercise patience with, with uh, Dominguez. Stop with the hyping him up. You know, when he's ready, he'll be ready. Yeah. You know, and we'll just have to sit back and enjoy the show when he is on the show. And there's nothing we could do before that. Right, because look at all the past prospects that we have basically done the same thing with, maybe not to the same extent, but everyone yeah. thought – Jesus Montero was going to be exactly. Yeah, that's another um, good one. The shortstop that we traded to um, the Oakland A's and the Sunny Gray deal, he hasn't become anything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where the the issue is that we see these prospects sit in our farm system and and we see the rankings that we that they get and we see the scouting reports and we go, oh man, I really want to see that. And if it doesn't happen quick enough. We get pissed off and they're all of a sudden a bust. Floreal's a bust. Abreu's a bust. It's, we do that all the time. Well, what if one of those two guys comes up and they're amazing? Now all of a sudden we're going to ignore the fact that we called a bust over the past three seasons? Uh, I'm going to be accurate in my takes on that. I'm going to say that I was wrong with Floreal. I do think he's a bust. But if he comes up on any team and does well, I was wrong. I still think that Floreal can, can prove something. Yeah, and I, I, I hope he does, because you know, he's another one. He, he's been kind of juggled around a little bit with you coming up, you're not coming up, injuries, you know, and he's never made a stink over it, you know, and he's just kind of being a good soldier for the Yankees. Well, you know who he reminds me of? He's like, um, who is that guy who played on the Cardinals for a while? Uh, Fowler, something Fowler? That, that, no, not Dexter Fowler. That. I was going to say that. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't, I can't remember, but he, yeah, those are my expectations for Florial. I think he's going to yeah. be that kind of a player where he has a good glove, decent range, it's fast, and can occasionally make for contact. Do not expect him to hit more than 15 home runs no, a year. That's no. being super, super generous. No, my expectations for Florial are more defensively than than with the bat. Yeah, of course. I that's think he, I think he can match Hicks as, as a solid wide ranged outfielder. He's not even close to Hicks. I think he could be. I just say he I, is. I don't. I, I that think would that be what I would like to see from him. It's not going to happen, but I can. According I to the analytics, Hicks actually had a bad year in center field last year. I mean, yeah, he was not good last year. 
Yeah. Right. Um, in terms of prospects, sorry to interrupt, Bobby, just no. to say, you know, in terms of prospects, they all develop at different rates. And yeah. then you have to bear in mind that, you know, it's not like football, it's not like basketball where you get drafted and you're immediately, uh, uh, you're immediately um, right involved in the big leagues. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, um, excuse me, my TV just turned itself on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, no, you know, in, in baseball, you know, you have to kind of slum it. You have to you go on buses and you have to go away from minor leagues. You go single A, double A, triple A, sometimes summer league. You know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, gotta go through a long process, and it's kind of different than when you're um, just automatically in the show, you know. And uh, every guy develops differently. Some guys just don't develop at all, as you were saying about Floreal. He was meant to be our top prospect, but yeah. at some point between double A AA and triple A, he's not been able to figure it out, and he's always remained at that kind of plateau. Because sometimes player can be great in AAA, but not work out in, in the majors. And then you call them quadruple A players. You know what I mean? Because they're just not, they're kind of in between. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. They're just, and that's it. It's just some players just don't work out. And it, it's especially true in baseball. Well, that's why I was saying, if, uh, yeah. if you're not going to play them, just, just, just trade them already. Well, look but, at, and look like, at, you know, and Evan points out, and with, you know, and he's right, is he doesn't have the value in a trade anymore. You know, so we're kind of stuck with Florian right now. Look at the degree of difficulty between our sport and every other sport. We're the only sport that has multiple minor league classes. You know, we have yeah. and independent yeah. leagues. You look at hockey, you look at basketball, you look at football. Football doesn't even have one. Basketball has the developmental league. And hockey is basically you're in Canada and then you get drafted young. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, we go winter leagues and things like that, and all. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, which is fun for us because you know, it gives us a lot more baseball to watch and you know more players to discuss. Right. You know, which is why MLB needs to bring up you know start advertising you know broadcasting some of these lower league games. You know, give us a chance to see for ourselves what these players are doing. Yeah, instead of trusting these these um, genius beat writers, you know, like Bob Nightingale, you know, who <laughs> can't for Bob, he even gets a Mitch. <laughs> no, it's funny because Bob apologized for that whole Mets thing, and people were like, "Fuck you, you don't need to apologize." <laughs> it's like Jesus, this poor guy, he's never gonna get it right now. Yep, he's never him. ever gonna recover. You know, for he's Bob. not gonna live that down. Yeah. He's stuck with that one. <laughs> I mean, it was a classic. <laughs> yeah, so. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. Join us tomorrow. We'll have a special guest with us. Um, you'll find out when it happens. And uh, we hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe. Stay smart.